Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, June the 14th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue Year C, Proper Week 7, which is the second Sunday after Pentecost and on the Tuesday of the week. We'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. And so for this week, we actually have two Psalms, a double barrel Psalm day, Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. So let me read those Psalms. I've got a couple points over those passages and We'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us party morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep, and the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are my God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This is the word of God for us. So I haven't been able to figure out at what point in the Psalter's history we found a difference between Psalm 42 and 43. A lot of the Hebrew texts have Psalm 42 and 43 together, and it seems to make sense. The repeated refrain that we find uh, at a couple different times in Psalm 42 and at the very end of Psalm 43 seem to tie these two Psalms together. The issues that we find in Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 seem to relate with one another, and so it's best just to see them together. And so it's kind of neat that the Revised Common Lectionary 
uh, decides to put them together and to have two psalms for this given week in the church calendar year. And so what can we say about these two psalms together? What we could say is that we think that this is a psalm of pilgrimage. So someone is far away from the temple. And when they think about what would make their life better, what would bring them deep fulfillment? It would be to be in the middle of that great big building in order to lift hands and songs and praise to God. But there's a lot of different issues that prevent them from being in the temple. There's the issue of being far away, so they need to make a pilgrimage. Uh, we're not quite sure if the reason of their distance is because they are in a far away land, like an exile, like happened at a couple different times in the Old Testament history. Uh, we don't know if the distance is because they live in a faraway village, that they're not in the city of Jerusalem, but they've either heard of the, the magnificence of the Jerusalem temple, or they've been there before and they can't wait to go back, right? So we don't know their distance. There's even some commentators that say, because there's a hint of some sort of an illness or some sort of like bones wasting away, that perhaps because of their illness, they are prevented from going into the temple courts because they're ritually unclean. And so they want to get healed of their physical ailments so they can make the pilgrimage down to Jerusalem's temple again. And so there is a distance. And what we also see in the psalm that it has the issue of threats, right? There's mentioning of enemies, enemies that are encroaching upon them and casting a long shadow over them, threatening their life. And so the psalmist raises uh, their voice to God asking for deliverance. And we do see that there is, once I've already mentioned, uh, already mentioned before that there is a physical ailment perhaps that this psalmist is dealing with. And so there's all these many troubles that are afflicting or encroaching upon the psalmist. So instead of wallowing in their hardship, they decide to lift their praise to God. And they're asking God for vindication and for help. And what's powerful about this refrain is that it does give us a frame of reference of how we should worship in times of being downcast. The psalmist is talking to himself. He's saying, why are you so downcast, O my soul? Giving himself a pep talk, asking to lift his own head and to gain a fresh perspective, to walk around the block, and to get some fresh air so that we can uh, begin to approach these challenges with a different mindset than what I have right now. And so what the psalmist does is some meditation, some personal inner reflection, and is seeking to gain a bigger and better and a more faithful, optimistic, and buoyant perspective. And so even though this life has many troubles, the psalmist says, troubles of being distant from a place you want to be, the trouble of being harassed by your enemies, the trouble of having pain in your body, that even in the midst of all those things, these things don't exempt us from praising God. These are the things that draw us towards praise to God. And so this refrain of, Why are you so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. And so I think this psalm reaches out to any of us, because if we were honest, we'd take a diagnostic you know, of our life, you know, allow that diagnostic process to go through our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, what's going on in our bodies, what's going on in our souls, what's going on in our minds, what's going on physically in the world around us. We would say that we need to contend for something. There's something that's out of sorts, uh, something that can get better, or that, that can be resolved. So instead of allowing that to cast its shadow over our lives, the psalm tells us to approach our God 
and to lift our praises to God and to say, like the psalmist said, why are you so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Now, this is not to live in denial. That's not what this is saying, but it is to live by faith, not by sight. To allow our eyes to be cast upwards, to seek our God, to seek his comfort, and to seek his saving work in our lives so that we can yet praise him. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we lift our voices to you this morning and we praise you just as the psalmist has done in this passage. And we also ask that uh, you shape in our soul. We uh, understand and we reckon that we have areas in our life that are languished, things that are out of sorts, things that are not connected together with the hope that we have in Christ. And so God, uh, whether it's worry about tomorrow, whether it's pain in our bodies, whether it's being out of sorts uh, in a relationship, these things and others that might have the power to bring a downcast picture over our souls. Uh, We bring these things to you. We're real about them. We also, with eyes of faith, ask you would help us in the midst of them. God, our prayer is not that you would get us through these things, but that you would get through to us in the midst of these things. We believe that as powerful and as big as you are, that you can use the events that happen to us to shape our lives to be more like Christ. And so we pray that you would speak to us, that you'd allow us to be stirred deep within, and I pray that we'd be built up through prayer and through community and through your work in our lives, both today and in the near future. So God, we lift our voices to you, and we ask God that you would surround us and bring us comfort bring enthusiasm into our souls for the days ahead. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.